0: From Wisconsin Public Radio and PRI, Public Radio International, it's to the best of our knowledge. I'm Jim Fleming. I also think that writing is a very human activity that should be available to all of us, just like we should all be able to read. We should all be able to write. Natalie Goldberg on the power of putting your life on paper. We'll meet Goldberg today as we explore the life of the writer. We'll also meet Elizabeth Strout and Marilyn Robinson, two of America's most acclaimed novelists. And the life of the man who's been described as America's weirdest literary genius, Donald Barthelme.
1: It's jazz on the page. I think one early
0: reviewer used that phrase, and I think it's an apt one. But first, the Chekhov of the suburbs, John Cheever. Cheever's short stories rank among the most acclaimed achievements of 20th century short fiction. They chronicle the lives of people struggling to find themselves and their place in the world, much like Cheever himself. Blake Bailey's the author of the new biography, Cheever, A Life. And as Bailey tells Steve Paulson,
1: Cheever left a lot of research material for Bailey to review. He probably kept the most exhaustive record of his inner life, of any writer, certainly any American writer, of the first rank in the 20th century. And by that, I'm referring to his journal, which in its entirety is over 4,300 single-space type pages. So you have this constant counterpoint between the often pompous, quasi-aristocratic pronouncements of the public tree, but, you know, we like this, it was a completely fabricated accent, <laughs> and the inner man who was tortured and terrified most of the time. What so w- I think that makes for an interesting narrative. Sure. What was he particularly tortured about? What he was particularly tortured about was that he was bisexual, that he had a ravenous libido, and that he was living a rather blatant lie. Cheever was born in 1912 in Quincy, Massachusetts, the home of the Adams family, 1D, not 2. I'm not referring to, (laughs) you know, Lurch and those guys. Henry Adams in his education described Quincy as the stoniest and most glacial tidal drift in all the Puritan land and to be sexually inverted as it was then known was to be at best terribly sick person to be perceived as such and at worst you know be committing a crime against nature if he was going to be accepted in polite society he basically had to hide his sexuality Right. He desperately wanted to hide his sexuality because Cheever, we must not forget, wanted to be the best there is, socially. Cheever is a grand old Brahmin name in New England. Of course, Cheever's own family was from the sort of raffish, discarded branch that washed up on the south shore of Massachusetts. And his father was actually a shoe salesman, at one time a very prosperous shoe salesman. But the shoe industry and the rest of the textile industries in New England were wiped out before the Depression, actually. And the Cheevers lost all their money. And Cheever's mother had to open a gift shop in downtown Quincy. And this was an abysmal humiliation for John. And he spent his life escaping it. He spent his life reinventing himself as this Brahmin, quasi-aristocratic person with a very strange accent. An accent which, you know, Philip Roth said is not even...